so Daniel, let's start out with this. What is a, you know, you call them a virtual professional, which I love that name, virtual professional. Some people call them VAs, virtual assistants. It's the same person. A VP or a VA is the exact same person. Your virtual professionals, they're out of the Philippines. Is that correct? Yeah, and we, we do that for a, a real specific reason. Number one, 94% of the country is actually Catholic, so they share the same value systems as we do. And a can of soda, my the simplest explanation, a can of soda costs 25 to 50 cents over there. That wow. same soda is two bucks in the U.S. Yeah. There's just a, a value in, you know, it's just cheaper to live there. And so there's lots of opportunities for small and medium-sized businesses who haven't um, yet outsourced or taken advantage of virtual professionals. I'll tell a personal story. I met Daniel you know, years ago at a conference and he was pitching VAs to me. And I'm like, you know, at the time I didn't really believe in virtual assistants. I was, I'm a high D like most uh, top producing agents are. I wanted to see, touch and feel you. If I couldn't see you, I didn't find thought there was value. Then Michael Resser, the host of this conference, uh, this call today, he said to me, he goes, Bob, how many people work for you? And I go, 33. He goes, how many work in your office? I go, nine. He goes, well, don't you already run a virtual company? It was like a two, a two by four hit me upside of the head. I was like, boom. And then I think a month later, actually, is when I met Daniel. And it really intrigued me. I hired my first virtual professional from Daniel, gosh, probably 10 years ago. And oh, she wow. still worked. I believe, you know, she worked for the company until I sold my business. And then I hired another one through Daniel. Matter of fact, John, who is my virtual assistant, he actually replaced over a hundred thousand dollars in salary. And I, John, hopefully you're not listening. Okay. To that. But John replaced a hundred thousand dollars in salary for like 1900 bucks a month. So you're talking less than 24,000. So what did I do? I went out and bought a boat. Because I had a higher net profit, thanks to Daniel Ramsey. What is the number one question you get about hiring a virtual professional that is offshore? See, we have onshore and offshore. Onshore is U.S.-based, which people will pay a heck of a lot more money than they hire offshore, right? What is the number one thing you hear from real estate agents calling to inquire about virtual professionals? Yeah, I mean... It runs the gamut, but the biggest challenge is like, we believe as real estate people that we are an expert in our local area, right? Like nobody can, nobody knows I'm in Sacramento. Nobody knows Sacramento like I know Sacramento. And how am I gonna train somebody in the Philippines? And you know, what does that even look like? And so we, we um, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing. We go through a process with our customers where we really define the need where we're looking at, okay, do you need to grow revenue? Do you need to save money? Or is it time really your biggest issue? Like, like it was for me on my honeymoon working. I, I, did, I needed more time in my day. So we define what your biggest need is. And then we look for the gaps, whether it's a training gap, a system gap, maybe a technology gap. And really the, the challenges of, you know, how is this person going to help me virtually? That's typically our biggest um, concern. Well, you know, what about the language barrier? That's always one I hear a lot when I mention people hiring onshore, offshore. They say, well, offshore, language barrier. Talk to, about the language barrier. Yeah, I love that question. It's, it's a very easy and simple process that we go by. Last year in 2020, we, we had 27,000 initial interviews. 27,000 people submitted applications and went Whoa. an interview process to hire 500 people. 
So wow. um, in that process, we sort out people who can't communicate um, well with written English or spoken English. Uh, we look at their job, like history. We're, we're looking for people who have previous experience working for U.S. companies, and they have a proven track record of okay. success. Proven track record of success. And then you mentioned FBI grade background check. I mean, we literally do a fingerprinting uh, of every single person that we hire. So they go through an FBI grade fingerprint process and they do a medical exam and we have like an insane amount of paperwork that we fill out because <laughs> we know the value is getting day one ready virtual professionals, people who are ready to go for, to work and they have a good proven background and they're ready to like go and help you build a business. That's, that's our whole value proposition to our customers. Like John, my virtual professional, he books 100% of my appointments. John gets mad every time I book an appointment and I don't blame him because I double book. And then John has to clean up my mess. Mm. Okay. So, all right, that's very good. You know, but the question consistently comes up, Daniel. I am so busy. How do I train them? Um, here's the process that I want to be clear about. Um, this doesn't have to be a lot of work for you, the owner. That's the beauty of, of having leverage. Um, I'll jump on, and right before this call, I jumped on a video, pulled up our CRM, and showed an issue that one of our salespeople had with signing up a new client. And it was a weird issue, and it never happened before. And you know, 13 years, 6,000 clients, I'm like, wow, there's an outlier, right? But I made a video on Zoom, and I talked about the how, what, and why. I showed examples on my screen. I pulled up the account. I pulled up the, you know, the, the research that I did on that particular account. And then I, I, I told the, our sales team, this is what I expect in every single account. So now that document gets transcribed. It goes into a standard operating procedure, just basically a, a Google doc or a word doc, whatever you use. And there's a step one, two, three, I talked about why I'm making this video and why it was important to the business. And then I just hand that off to my virtual professional and they go through a process of documenting it. They give it back to me. I clear it and say, yeah, you captured everything that I wanted to say on that video. This, this whole process, we call it play, pause, do, where we teach our employees how to do it just like I want it done. That's a big Okay, all right, but the question was, I'm so busy, how do I train them? So the beautiful thing is if I'm hiring a virtual professional to do operations, I, to me, Daniel, what is key if you're hiring a virtual professional, I am a strong believer that operations teams should do an ops huddle every single morning, sales huddles every single morning. You must include your virtual professional in all meetings and all huddles. You need to get them connected to your organization and your people. And you, don't you agree, Daniel, that we should assign somebody on our team to work with that virtual professional to train them on the tasks, right? So we have training costs. All right, so if you're too busy and you have zero time to train, you gotta make a decision. Are you willing to take the time, take a step, one step back to take 10 forward? Yeah. That, that is the answer to the question because quite frankly, folks, this is your business. You have, if you're gonna hire somebody to be in house with you, you're gonna pay a lot more money, but you still have to take time to train them. Yeah. What are you gonna throw them in a frying pan and say, figure it out? 
That's not the way to run a business. Well, hold on. What what they think, and this happens all the time, and and I always pass these people off to you, Bob. But they come in and I'm like, what do you mean? Gee, thank you. Yeah. What do you mean? Don't your VAs know exactly what to do? Well, if if you give me a good person, they'll just know. Like that mindset is a challenge because as a leader, you're the one who's getting all the financial, all the financial reward of growing a really big business, right? You're not giving them equity. You're not, but that means you owe to them the documentation. You owe to them the, the training. You owe to them a system and a process so that they can win with you. And when you do that, all of a sudden you start giving away more and more to other people. And that's how you create scale and you grow a really big business is by doing less yeah. and less. More and more people are going the route of the virtual professional. Okay. I'm both operations because guys think about it. I can pay less than two grand a month for an ops person from uh, my out desk. Okay. I can pay 30 to 40,000 to hire somebody in house. Give yourself, take the time to train them on what you want. You know, the thing is, you know, if, if you're just starting out, you got, it's all about leveraging time versus money. And if you're going to hire somebody, that's why you hire them to leverage your time. So you can focus on your dollar productive activities. And remember list prospects, sell, negotiate. That's where as an agent, you make money. Okay. Another quick question from Snyder. Do you find that training is easier with the VB than training in-house? Actually, I find training a VP much easier than in-house because I don't have to spend as much time in my opinion, but here's, it must go ahead, Daniel. Well, here's what's different when they're not physically and Misty is going to be wonderful in, in explaining that. We got to bring her on soon. Yeah. We're going to bring her on soon, but when they're not physically in your office, you can't just grab a person and say, Hey, I've got tribal knowledge. I want to bump heads together. And I want to share that tribal knowledge with you. You have, you have to build it into things like we use, we, a lot of our clients use Trello, use Slack, use Monday, Asana, these, these uh, task management platforms where they can help communicate what the work is, right? And a lot of our clients are using Zoom so you can do video conversations and record videos and create training processes. What's more difficult is when somebody is virtual you have to be a little bit more um, disciplined about communication and system and process. Very good. That, that's the thing that's hard for entrepreneurs like us, like me. I, I well, you mean you're a control freak. Well, I'm a control freak and I never <laughs> have enough time to fully document everything. Uh, and I, and it's never perfect. It's like my wife likes to make fun of me. She's like, done is better than perfect. And uh, and that's just the reality of being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. uh, but having the discipline to, you know, create system and process for somebody else to do it. The value is like like Misty and Bob, who've had VPs for years. There's a compounding effect when you give your things away. We call it compound leverage. It's just like compound interest. I haven't paid my own bills in like eight years. Guess what? I get to have all that time back that it takes me to pay my bills because I've got somebody to do that for us. And so right. yep. that means I can grow our business and focus on the things that are dollar productive activities. Not and only that, Daniel, by outsourcing all of that from your family, even your own personal budget, you're yep. giving yourself and your wife time to spend with each other and with your family. And that's what's most important, that's okay, right. is leveraging time versus money. 
How many uh, virtual professionals do you use from my outdesk? So I have four full-time virtual professionals from my outdesk, and they've each been with me anywhere from four to eight and a half years. Wait, excuse me. Four to eight and a half years? Yeah. Like they are the most seasoned members of my organization. And what roles do those uh, uh, virtual professionals play for you? So they really handle so many different aspects of our organization from listing coordination, transaction coordination, uh, monitoring information about the financials of the business. Um, They assist in reminders to our agents, as well as reminders to agents that we're working with. really every aspect of the business they touch as well as a lot of accountability tasks, tracking tasks to help make sure that everyone is doing what they need to do. Wait, I thought you hired virtual professionals, not a CEO. It sounds like you, you, she, Daniel, she just described the responsibilities of a CEO, didn't she? Well, okay. The, the responsibilities of a CEO is to make sure it's getting done, not to be the one right. that's doing it. And I think, I think Misty's doing a beautiful job of that. Why did you first choose to go to my outdesk? Well, it's interesting because uh, when I first started working with my outdesk, I had a very, very different business. But at that time, my business was very REO focused mm. and a lot of a lot of you know repetitive tasks. And I was at a conference and just heard what agents that I was aspiring to have businesses like what they did. And I had someone say to me when I was talking about like, what was the next step? And I had a really difficult time finding the right kind of assistance locally. And so it was more like, oh, I had, I had a client that uh, was looking for part-time work and had mentioned it to me or someone who was in my office that wasn't very productive as an agent. So I, I tried, and I know that's what a lot of people do when they first are trying to get an assistant to help with things, Mm -hmm. find someone who actually can assist you in a better way. And the great thing about my outdesk is that they already, you let them know what kind of systems you use what kind of tasks you're looking for someone to do. And instead of flying completely blind into it, they're going to have some sort of access to information about the types of systems that you use. They're going to have some sort of frame of reference of this is why they're going to be able to to fill this role. And I found immediately that it was just so helpful. Two of my virtual professionals worked for other teams or real estate organizations before they worked for me. And so they had so much knowledge already and uh, it just so cut down the, the time to get them up and running. What are the things that I can immediately just get off my plate that it's not going to require a lot of explanation. Okay. And then, and then it's just being willing to slow yourself down and take the time to say, okay, here's what I want you to accomplish this half of the day. And then, and then I'm going to, based on what you got accomplished, give you more tasks for the rest of the day. 
that's how you start. And then it just okay. becomes easier and easier as your organization becomes more experienced. Yeah, because the more you sell, then you can hire experienced people in-house to also offset the virtual professional you hired and to communicate with your VP, correct? Right. Right. And, and that's where you've done a masterful job was integrating your virtual professional with your in-house people. And that's key, Daniel. Okay. Is inside people and offshore people, they have to be integrated. And we do that through our daily huddles and through team meetings. Every virtual professional must be invited to a huddle in meetings. Right, Misty? Are your VPs, are they all invited to meetings and huddles? Yes, we do an operations huddle every morning, and it is on Zoom. Uh, we have a Trello board that is basically our meeting lead, our, our flow through the meeting and the information that needs to be discussed and reported. Each of them are responsible for one or two aspects of the points that we cover in the huddle. Um, and then they come to the team meeting as well. I, so, Misty, what would you say to the person listening today that has never hired a virtual professional that is intrigued by it? What would you say to them now? Well, I would say if you, if you have someone that is assisting you in person, uh, anytime I've had someone in a role locally leave, we really break down what were all of the different tasks they were responsible for. And then, and you know, you forget so many different like little things as, as you go. And then, um, I mean, we have gone through this more than once. We'll take all of those things that they were responsible for. And then um, on a chart say it requires that it's in person or it could be done virtually. And so, and then we compile that information and then, okay, so what are the things would, could we put this into a new time role out, time for out. someone? You're complicating it. <laughs> hey, come on, Misty, keep it simple, sweetheart. But, but I think, I think that if, I think that if someone has someone in-house now and they think, oh, well, this works so great. I can't imagine adding someone virtually. It's really thinking about what they're doing and, and are those things really requiring them to be there in person. And I think Very COVID good. has shown more than ever yes. that that's less and less relevant. Oh, you bring up a whole new, that's a whole nother webinar, COVID, Daniel. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to, I want to add value here. And I think it might, if you're listening right now and you're considering like, Hey, should I have a virtual assistant or professional help my business? We have a process called the sticky challenge. And, you know, we took this from a client, everything that we use is R and D rip off and redistribute. Right. So nothing is original to us. Nothing. I agree. Well, it's all ripped off from the Bible, but go ahead. Sure. So this, this, this is a, what it is, a sticky, you just have your people follow themselves around an entire day and say, is this job dollar productive or not dollar productive? And then could I do it virtually or do they have to be, uh, you know, can't, do they have to be in the office? If you do that enough and you put them on a wall, now all of a sudden you can compile a job description all of a sudden you can compile an outcome, which is what we like to work for, like grow revenue, save time, or reduce costs. Those are the three outcomes that we typically help our customers achieve. But sticky challenge, that's what we call it. Freaking easy, simple, 
you throw it up on a wall and then you get a talk with your team member about what the role really would look good. Yep. Misty bottom of my heart. Thank you for taking time out of your day to part your wisdom to the folks listening that are searching right now. Daniel, as always, you're the master of virtual professionals in the, in the world. Okay. And I can't thank you enough for the effort, the passion that you put in to really uh, helping people achieve a better life. So thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Misty, for being here today. Thank Anybody, you. please, you have any questions, Bob at BobCorcoran.com, Daniel at MyOutDesk.com, Misty at MistySoldWitch.com, correct? Folks, we appreciate you. We want to respect your boundaries. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to connecting with you in the future and stay tuned for our next educational webinar. Love y'all. Peace, love, make money, be happy. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.